Broadcasting from another dimension deep within a dream. Delivering secrets from the future directly to your mind. Welcome to the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast. I'm your host, Ghost Shrimp. I am broadcasting today from deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest in a log cabin built by the secret society of ghost scouts. <laughs> and it's very spooky yet surprisingly juicy in here, guys, because we've got a cup of coffee and we've got Grandpa's pipe going, and it is toasty. All right, you know what I'm saying? What's up, motherfuckers? And we're here. The first episode. This is very exciting, guys. Congratulate yourself for being so cool that you are listening to the very first Go Shrimp and Friends podcast. Basically, um, podcasts are dope. And I thought it would be fun to have a little podcast where I get to talk to talk to all of you. Um, you guys can get at me with your questions and your the things you'd like me to talk about. And I'm gonna talk with my with my fellow Ghost Scouts on here and get my get my uh, visual artist friends up in here uh, talking about their careers and how they uh, you know were able to make shit work for them because uh, you know it's. Uh, Whenever you're trying to have a career as an artist, especially if you're freelancing, like I do, um, it is uh, there's no one straightforward path to get there. So I always found it super, super, super helpful to hear people talking about like how they put their shit together, how they created their best life. You know what I'm saying? How they are able to maintain a successful career as a visual artist. I always soaked that shit up when I was trying to put my shit together. And now here I am, uh, 14 years into my professional uh, illustration career. Um, Somehow I've managed to go from being a total fuck-up who could not fucking find a place in mainstream reality to, uh, you know, to just being able to do whatever the fuck I want, just spending the last fucking 14 years, uh, drawing the, just, just drawing the dopest shit I can think of, just sitting there smoking weed and coming up with the craziest shit I can imagine and drawing that shit and getting paid to do it, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then, uh, putting together the components of living in the forest, you know what I'm saying? That's a huge part of it for me. That's a huge part of my highest quality of life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I lived in Brooklyn uh, when I was going to school for three and a half years. I lived in L.A. when I was working for Cartoon Network for about the same amount of time, three and a half-ish years. And uh, you know what I'm saying? The city is dope. But for me, I grew up deep in the forest. And uh, that to me is where all my creativity comes from. Um, that to me is, is, is a realm of, you know, the forest. When you're walking through the forest, you could pretty much walk in and out of any reality that you can imagine. Um, you know what I'm saying? Fucking dimensions shift in the forest. You walk around in the forest at night, you walk around in the forest in the wintertime. And let me tell you, some fucking strange shit is going on in the woods, guys. And I fucking love it. Um, the woods always capture my imagination growing up. So to me, that is the place where I have to be, you know what I'm saying? So it's a puzzle. It's a motherfucking puzzle to figure out all the pieces of your best life. Um, but you know, I feel so fucking, uh, privileged. I feel so fucking fortunate. Um, I feel so fucking grateful and I feel so fucking uh, excited every fucking day to be living inside my dream. You know what I'm saying? So I want to, I feel like a huge component of that is when someone is able to make their life work, when someone is able to figure their shit out, they got to turn around and fucking 
give their secrets and the shit that work for them to the other people that might be on a similar path, that might be on a similar wavelength. You know what I'm saying? Not everything I say is going to make sense to everybody. You know, maybe very little of it will make sense. I have no fucking clue, but we're about to find out, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm a huge fan of, like, director's commentaries and just behind-the-scenes shit, so... This podcast is meant to be a little behind-the-scenes action and a little direct communication for, you know what I'm saying, the people that are are, are fans of, you know what I'm saying, the work that I do, the, the drawings that I have so much fun doing. I'm so thankful for all the fans out there. So this is a little, this is a little um, you know what I'm saying, reaching out and saying, if you guys got shit you want me to talk about, you know what I'm saying? Kick me out topics. Um, ask me questions if you if there's something you've heard me talk about um, when we're getting into stuff on here or in, on the on the podcast that I've guested on. You know what I'm saying? Jump up on the social media and pop me questions, and um, you know what I'm saying I'll get to the ones that seem very juicy. Give me some juicy old questions, guys, and I will give you some fucking dripping old answers this is how we're gonna do it this is how we do it this is how we're doing so yeah guys sip on that little coffee Mm, light up grandpa's old toasty pipe you know what i'm saying i love a good pipe i love a good pipe in the morning Get a ripping old pipe going. Mm. Shout out to Go Scout Dad Squad and all the pipes that we have smoked together, my friend. And shout out to Go Scout Tight Jeans Mocklinson for being the first one to show up in the forest with a pipe and make me immediately know that I had to go get a pipe because it's the best. All right, guys. So where are we at? We just finished up Ghost Scout Training Camp Year Motherfucking Six, guys. Talk about living in a dream, okay? This was something that started as an inside joke with my friends, okay? Just a fun, creative marketing thing to add to the website. You know what I'm saying? People that have been following me for a long time know that, especially back in the day when I had more time on my hands, I used to make a lot of just like content for my website back in the ghostroom.net days. You know what I'm saying? Back in the back in the pre-MySpace and MySpace days. Having fun, posting up videos and shit, making up all kinds of wacky stories. And when I got into building my first cabin on Mystery Mountain in New Hampshire, I was camping out there and building and then living in the cabin. And, uh, you know, the homies would come through and uh, camp out and and we started to have what we called ghost scout summits we made up the ghost scouts uh you know put it up on the site as a fun roster thing and you know just to create intrigue and mystery we used to make up a lot of funny stories about what the ghost scouts were up to it was you know mostly fictitious um but then uh you know as as my notoriety grew as an illustrator um people started to ask yo how do we join the secret society of ghost scouts and it kind of evolved and then once i bought the property here where we live now the 25 acres in northern vermont as soon as we got here i was like oh shit now i can you know have a ghost scout training camp and it literally just started like that it was like i remember i was just you know it was something that had been kicking around in my mind and then uh you know we took the road trip moving from la to here and we got here, and I think I posted it up on, like, Facebook, um, you know, or maybe it was, yeah, it would have been Facebook by that, by this point. I posted it up, like, I think two weeks before, and I was like, the first annual Ghost Scout training camp in two weeks. Who wants to get down? And, like, ten dudes got at me, and, you know, I picked six of them. And we just popped it off, and it was just me in the fucking forest, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, I know y'all thought that there was going to be a bunch of shit here, but guess what? There is going to be. We are going to build it. You know what I'm saying? Fucking field of dreams type of shit. Minus the corn and Kevin Costner and baseball. So totally different, but similar. 
You know what I'm saying? And now here I am sitting in a fucking log cabin from the trees that we cut that first year. You know what I'm saying? And sitting here talking to you guys about the secret society of Ghost Scouts has become this giant thing. I mean, you know, giant for, a, you know, what it is. But people from all over the fucking world apply every year and they come here and we do fucking all of my favorite shit. Ghost Scout training camp is just basically based on all the things that I like to do the most. Camping, building forts in the woods, drawing, you know what I'm saying? Hanging out by the campfire, watching Arnold Schwarzenegger movies outside on the fucking outdoor movie screen. You know what I'm saying? In the VIP zone. We built a fucking VIP zone, guys. Like, it doesn't get any doper than this. We have a sports field at the top of the property now. You know what I'm saying? A fucking kickball field up there. Fucking basketball field. You know what I'm saying? It's insane. It's insane. It truly is proof. That's what I say when camp starts. There are everybody we're walking through the woods and I go, this was an idea that was in my mind. You know what I'm saying? And the reason that everybody is here is because I was fucking wacky enough and energized enough and pumped up enough and believed in myself enough to go, I'm going to fucking make this happen. I have no idea what I'm doing, okay? No fucking clue. But my intuition is telling me that this is part of my destiny and it sounds fucking fun as shit. This is the best ideas that I could come up with and I'm going to fill my life with this shit. You know what I'm saying? And fucking it works. And it's something that as we've all created together, everybody that comes through Ghost Guy Training Camp has created this this place. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not just, it started out as an idea in my head, but I could have never made it into this by myself. You know what I'm saying? All this cool shit that we do now, you know what I'm saying? We have a communal dinner night where we break people up into teams and fucking, you know, once a week, people fucking cook a meal for everybody. You know what I'm saying? We have the we have the field trips that we do now. You know what I'm saying? We go on a hiking weekend every every weekend. Uh we go on a we go for a we hike a mountain every weekend. You know what I'm saying? Go swimming. Is is these ideas have just built up, built up, built up. This year we did workshops for the first time in camp, you know what I'm saying? Kent Osborne did a little fucking writing and storyboarding workshop. I did a background workshop. Um, I did a little poster workshop at the end. That's the first time we've done like workshops the whole time. So we're always adding stuff. Everybody is kicking in ideas, you know what I'm saying? People are coming back who have been cadets and then they come back in the 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 years afterwards to be counselors to help run camp with me it's so much fucking fun it's so dope you know what i'm saying and this year was so fucking great we had a dude from new zealand come girl from the philippines come girl from new uh from uh, mexico come um canada again you know what i'm saying we have scouts from australia from bosnia and herzegovina we have fucking england um fucking all over man it's truly insane that people come from all over the world to chill in the woods and draw and build forts here and we have a fucking international art collective that is based on the common experience of coming here doing this creating this super strong bond with everybody you know what i'm saying and having this having this uh having this basically you know this group of people that are there every day out there in in their own lives doing their thing but we're all connected through the internet and and we're all fucking hyping each other up we have a little private group on there and we fucking share work all the time and you know get it get each other pumped up you know what i'm saying there's nothing more inspiring than seeing your friends killing it you know what i'm saying and posting up a fresh piece and knowing that you're gonna motivate your homies you know what I'm saying? That is the best. If you do not have a network, you know what I'm saying, of, of, of artist friends, you're missing out on something. You need to create a community. You need to create a network of people because there's going to be sometimes, especially if you're not like a super high motor person, you know what I'm saying? If you know that you need 
little extra motivation to go out and chase your dreams and to stick with those daily routines, those daily habits that are going to fucking get you to where you want to go, get you to be who you want to be in the future. You know what I'm saying? Help you create that best life right now. You have to have friends that are motivated, that people, maybe they're not living next to you, you know what I'm saying? But you've got to have people that you are communicating with back and forth, you know what I'm saying? Watching them so that when maybe you're feeling a little unmotivated, you see you see the pieces that they're putting up and they're killing it and they're getting work. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh shit, I gotta fucking oh man, that's so dope. That's so dope. I gotta I gotta do a piece. You know what I'm saying? And when you put that out, you know that they're gonna be hyped. That's the best feeling in the world, man. When you're fucking working on a drawing and you're getting so fucking hyped on it because you know you're gonna post it up. And you know that all your friends are going to go, oh, shit, this is so dope. That's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? That that inspir- that cycle of inspiration. If you're an artist, you need to be involved in the cycle of inspiration. You know what I'm saying? If you're not inspired, you're running on an empty tank. And that is no good. That's when you're going to be rehashing old ideas. You're going to be looking around at what the mainstream fucking illustration style is what the mainstream cartoon style is what all the whack recycled jokes you're gonna be dipping into all that shit you know what i'm saying because you need that fucking inspirational cycle you need to constantly be drinking from that deep well of inspiration to stay fully motivated fully juiced up fully pumped fully ready to pour your fucking brain out on that page and do work that's gonna go out there and help you create a career for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So Go Scout Training Camp Year 6 was super, super dope. Um, and fucking Ken Osborne, for those who don't know, is the, is the head writer for Adventure Time. He's written on a lot of other stuff as well, and he storyboards as well. I met him when I was working on Flapjack briefly. Um, he worked for SpongeBob before that. He's been around. He's been in Hollywood like 20 plus years. And he is from Vermont. And he's been coming to as a guest artist uh, to Go Scout training camp for the past three years. He became an honorary Go Scout last year. You know what I'm saying? And uh, And now he is buying a house just up the street from us that is fucking insane talk about manifesting your destiny we call around here we call that ghostiny okay that's how people end up getting involved with the ghost scouts it is ghostiny you know what i'm saying and ghostiny is in full effect right now because kent osborne has signed a purchase and sale agreement to buy a house from one of our neighbors right up the street and Kent Osborne is going to be my neighbor. Won't you be my neighbor? Hi, Kent Osborne. So fucking pumped about that. We're going to get Kent on the podcast very soon to talk about this, to talk about the phenomenon. How did it all happen, Kent? Tell us your tale, Kent Osborne. Tell us about your scrotum and your peanut. No, tell us about how you wanted to buy this peanut. I mean house. How did you buy this house, Kent Osborne? (sighs) Guys, this is great. I'm really settling into this podcast, guys. I'm really settling into this podcast. This is a juicy old podcast. Let me tell you that when I was a teenager... I almost circumcised myself with scissors on two separate occasions. That's how comfortable we're getting in this podcast right now, guys. I'm going to drop a juicy old tidbit. I'm going to tease it. I'm going to tell you the rest of the story at the end if I remember. You guys got to remind me, okay? If I remember at the end of this podcast, remind me. When it's getting towards the end, it's just like Tinkerbell. You need to clap your feet together to keep her alive. You need to clap your scrotums and titties together so that I remember to tell you what stopped me from circumcising myself with scissors as a teenager. I also pierced my own ear. That's a little bit different, and I did go through with it, and it got infected, and I had to let it close up. 
But that's a tale for another day. Okay, but this, but this, but this, but the foreskin tail, the foreskin tail's coming at you. Get ready for that. Gear up for it. Gear up for it. Don't worry, though. Spoiler alert, I'm still not circumcised. So it's a happy ending, guys. It's a happy ending. All right. So Kent Osborne is going to be my neighbor. That's super dope. What am I working on? Right now, I'm working on a new album cover for AWOL 1. Holy shit, guys. How dope is this? People that have been following my work know that I've done stuff with AWOL before. He's definitely one of my favorite rappers, okay? From from LA, okay, from Los Angeles. Um from the Shapeshifter crew, shout out to the Shapeshifters, you know what I'm saying? One of my favorite rap groups, okay? I would say the they are the Wu-Tang of the West Coast. Okay? It's a bold statement. But I'm going to stick with it. I would like to see them put more group albums out. Come on, shifters. Let's shift into high gear. Get a new Shapeshifter album out and have me do the cover. I did a cover for them back in the day. And it never got used, guys. You still got a Shapeshifters cover from me hanging around there, guys. And it's still dope as fuck. So use it, okay? Put out a new album. Use it. Let's do this. But yeah, AWOL's coming out with a new album, and I'm doing the cover right now. Very exciting. I started doing it uh, 12 inches by 12 inches, like I usually do, the size of a record. But, uh, you know, I just wasn't getting everything I wanted to in there. I worked for a couple of work sessions on that, and, uh, you know, just, just wasn't getting anywhere. So I, I bumped it up. Um, I'm doing it large format. I forget what it is. It's like it's either 18 by 18 or 24 by 24. Um, probably 18 by 18. But it's uh, it's 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 gonna be a fucking it's gonna be a banger basically. Once I once I I mean the last the last cover I did that size was the fucking Nehruvian Doom cover. So that'll give you that'll give you a little something to uh, to chew on there. It's gonna be dope as fuck. Um, I can't tell you too much about it. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but I will be, uh, you know, I'll post it up as soon as I can. Maybe I'll post some little sneak peek progress pics. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. You already do. If you're listening to this podcast. Good job, guys. Good job. Um, what else am I working on? Uh, nothing really working on that working on that poster right now just finished up the pin box designs um i did the concept designs last summer and then those guys did the kickstarter and uh it's like a cool if you don't know what the pin box 3000 is it's this really cool cardboard pinball machine that you put together yourself for like the diy uh crew crews out there the diy sets out there people who like to do shit yourself um it's really fun actually to even put it together and it's a really cool thing wolfie loves it my 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 six-year-old son loves it and uh they had people do custom like designs for these cardboard pinball machines so i did mine and it's called swamp quest and it came out really fun it was a very fun project very challenging Cause it's like, you know, I did, I did some, I came up with some ideas and then they, they gave me like a physical design with like ramps and stuff. And then we're working on that. And then it changed a few times. So we had to modify the design a few times to it and just kind of figuring out how to get a cool illustration on like a very specific three dimensional surface, um, with some, with some funny little constraints is, uh, is, is was definitely challenging. It was very fun. The right kind of challenge. The reason I prefer being a freelance illustrator to say working at like Cartoon Network is that you is that number one, I get to, you know, pencil it, ink it, color it, put my name on it, bam. And I get to really, you know, the reason I love drawing is to push each drawing as far as it can go to truly sit there and try to make the best drawing that I can do every time I sit down to work on an illustration, you know what I'm saying? And 
it's not like you can control it 100%. You can't necessarily make your best piece every time. But, you know, if you go in there with that attitude that, you know, every that that you're going to try to make your best piece, um, you're gonna you're gonna push it hard and you're gonna make breakthroughs. And, uh, you know, definitely every single piece I work on, I'm not satisfied until I've made a few breakthroughs where I, where where I'm I'm drawing shit. I'm drawing shit. I've I've just kind of seen it before. You know, you tend to kind of you tend to kind of draw similar things. And so I'll keep erasing, keep erasing, keep erasing. Sometimes I'll have whole illustrations done, but I'm just like, nah. You know, it's it's cool, but it's not as good as it could be. So I'll erase it all and keep pushing it till it's like, bam! You make that breakthrough where you're so fucking hyped. You're like, yes! Oh my god! You can't even believe what you're drawing on the paper. Okay, when you hit that, you know you're on the right track. So I need a few of those breakthroughs in each piece before I'm satisfied to move on to like inking it and coloring it. You know what I'm saying? And then hopefully there'll be more kind of breakthroughs with each of those steps of the process as well. But you know, the most of it is locked in by the time you know I've I've penciled it because I pencil real tight. Um, and uh, that's where the real creative exploration happens. I'll do a very simple sketch. Some of you guys have seen me post up some process shit. I'll continue to do that. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I sketch real rough and simple just to get the initial layout and sort of the initial idea, the initial cool idea involved in it. And then I'll, uh, you know, send that to the client. They say, cool, go for it. And then, you know, really most of the real fun creative exploration happens in the drawing process itself. So the deeper I get into my career as well, the longer I spend on that. You know what I'm saying? I used to like never really work for, you know, my pieces would be three days and the longest I'd ever work on a piece would maybe be like a week. And now, you know, I can easily work on a piece for a month because, you know, I I could I could pencil that thing for two weeks, just keep pushing it, keep pushing it, keep fine tuning it, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, and then ink it up and then color it and then, you know, really try to push the colors and all that too. You know, every step of the process you want it to be very good. And then and then, you know, I'll ink it and then I'll spend a couple of days after I've inked it just doing corrections with white paint. And, and, and just really looking at it and seeing, mm, yeah, this is kind of, this didn't come out as good. This could be better. Um, this doesn't really fit. I'm going to take this out. This is, makes it a little too crowded. I'm going to edit this out. And uh, I'm, I'm a very, like, hands-on. I like to, I, I do this all on watercolor paper. Um, I have a Cintiq that I color with now. I just got it a couple years ago. And I actually just did that pin box. Uh, project on the Cintiq that was completely drawn on the Cintiq that was my first illustration project where I drew it completely on the Cintiq because they sent me like a bunch of templates that were like very specific shapes and I could have printed it all out and and drawn it all on there but it seemed like a good project to kind of try to get deeper into the Cintiq with and I actually figured out a lot about drawing on the Cintiq that I didn't understand before which is cool about how I just really need to sketch it in more and then and then zoom in and then and then draw it in there like it's weird for me not to see the whole piece of paper when I'm drawing so that was throwing me off at first so I realized I have to do like more more of a tighter sketch on the Cintiq first and then zoom in and then really get into the drawing stuff once I have all the placement down um, but it's sort of different than how I draw on the piece of paper so it took me a minute to figure it out but I still strongly prefer to uh, to draw on paper and ink it you know what I'm saying? Because I just love the process. I love the tactileness of it. For me, it's truly about like sitting down like when I was a kid and drawing. So, you know, it's it's that I, I, I live in that zone. And that's really what I love about it. And, uh, and uh, yeah, still like, you know, I could do things on paper that I, I don't know if I could ever do on a Cintiq. Maybe I could maybe if I had a giant one or something. But uh, but I, I also I love creating original artwork, you know, what I'm saying and I've been selling more and more of it. Um, you know, I have tons of fucking original artwork and, uh, I have just stacks of it. And, and, and I love that. I loved it. I love sharing it with people. Ghost Scout training camp. I always break out the original artwork. People love to see that shit. Um, I'm going to, uh, Denmark to te teach another background workshop at, um, the dopest college ever, the animation workshop in Viborg, Denmark. Um, 
shout out to all my Denmark homies. Uh, I went and taught a two-week workshop there last year, and it just blew my mind. And that's really what it inspired me to like create my 12-week online workshop and stuff like that. I had never really thought about teaching outside of like you know the 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 Girl Scout training camp stuff, which I don't really consider teaching. I think more of just like leading by example and like just exposing people to some cool shit and tricking people into spending a bunch of time in the woods. Basically, that's like my goal with that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, I I didn't know how it would translate into the classroom, but I just kind of brought as much of the of the Girl Scout training camp vibe as I could there. I wore jumpsuits every day. Um, we started off the morning with a hundred jumping jacks in the classroom, and and that seemed to just like you know, really open people up and, and people were laughing and having fun right off the bat first thing in the morning and, uh, you know, and, and, and then just coming with the jumpsuit, coming with the high morale, you know, coming with the level of enthusiasm that I do, it totally translated and I brought all the original artwork, um, you know, tons of Adventure Time backgrounds, tons of illustration shit and, uh, you know, everybody really was pumped up. So that's, you know, that's my goal. If I go in there and get everybody really excited and, and get them to just hear my take on shit, um, you know, it, it seems to go over really well. So it's really cool that that translates outside of the woods. I didn't know that that was going to happen. And uh, so I'm headed back there and bring the original artwork there. And so, yeah, anyway, I love to create that original artwork. I love to create that original artwork. And if you have only drawn in a Centique, I know a lot of people are coming up now, All, all you know, you younger kids coming up. Shout out to you. Shout out to drawing any way that you love to draw. But um, there is something especially magical about creating original artwork. So check it out. Fuck around with that fucking old school pen and paper. Fucking ink with a brush. Try try inking with a brush. It's super fun. I ink all my shit with a brush. I have ever since I've been out of school. And uh, I love it, man. I love it. It's There's something magical about it. Just just, just that liquid on the paper. And, and you know that your heartbeat is, is in there. It's in that line. You know, I like getting that. I like working on the toothy watercolor paper. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me, uh, you know, some of the f- most frequently asked questions obviously are, you know, how do you work? So basically, I, I get... Um, you know, some, I just, I, I keep it really basic. I don't get fancy with the shit. Um, you know, I just got this antique, uh, you know, a couple years ago, like I said, but the first decade of my career, I literally would, I literally am drawing on paper, uh, with a pencil, inking with a brush, erasing with a gummy eraser. And then I have a, I had a little Epson, like nine by 12 scanner, a couple hundred dollar scanner. And that was connected to a 13 inch MacBook that I got refurbished from Mac, like when I got out of school, and I had that shit for a decade, okay, so you don't need a lot of fucking gear to be a professional, you don't think, you don't, you don't need a whole studio, like I draw at the kitchen table, I draw at like, you know, my mom's old desk that she had when she was a kid, you know, saying I do not have fancy gear, I keep it as basic as possible, I really like doing that, you know what I'm saying, Um, keep it simple, um so yeah the, literally the first decade of my career that one fucking 13 inch refurbished macbook and just a little scanner you know what i'm saying about a thousand dollars worth of gear um and and you know shit you could do it with you know you could do it you could do it going over to the library you know what i'm saying scanning shit over there and i mean i guess they probably don't have photoshop there you get like a little bootleg photoshop i had a bootleg photoshop forever you know what I'm saying? So keep it simple, guys. All right. All right. All right. All right. Ooh, this is a juicy old podcast, guys. I really like where we're going here. This is feeling good. This is feeling good. Are you guys feeling it? All right. All right. Good, good, good. All right. So Kent's moving here. So, yeah, that's super dope. Um, so, yeah, my trip to Denmark, I started to talk a little bit about that. That's coming up at the end of August. Um going back out there teaching another background workshop um also working in the five-year plan um i have everybody uh start doing a five-year plan um just really trying to uh envision what they want their life to be like you know the five-year plan to just kind of jumpstart your brain and start to train your brain to think in terms of um 
making decisions that get you closer to your goals at the subconscious level. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, if you're just kind of going through life and you're, and you're, 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 you're thinking about stuff and you're hoping to get a break here and this and that, you leave a lot up to chance. You know what I'm saying? The people, if you look at the people that have sustained success in their careers, especially as, you know, creative people, visual artists, that's what the fuck we're talking about here, motherfuckers. Um, they all have a vision of, you know, if whether it's big or small, they have a vision of where they wanted to go and they're they're following that vision. They're they're looking to create opportunities. If you listen to people talk, you're gonna hear that they created opportunities for themselves. You know what I'm saying? They didn't sit there and wait for a break. They weren't discovered, you know what I'm saying? And even if you are quote unquote discovered. I feel like I feel like people are just sitting around waiting to get discovered. First of all, you have to get your shit out there to get discovered. Okay, you have to. We one of the things that I like to talk about is to prove yourself before you pitch. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people sit around and go, um, "I want to work for a studio." I meet so many kids that want to just go work for a cartoon studio and they want to have their own show. They go, "I want to have my own show." So the thing is that you need to prove yourself before you go in and pitch something. You can have the best show idea in the world. If you are a kid coming out of college and you go into a studio and you pitch a show, it's not going to matter how good the idea is because they don't know who you are. They don't invest in the idea of a show. They invest in you and you need to prove yourself, okay? When I first came to Cartoon Network and if I had tried to pitch something, nothing would have happened. But once I was established, once I had made an impact on Adventure Time, they were asking me to pitch stuff and that's how Mars Safari got made. A little short that I did with Dose One the homie dose one for Cartoon Network when I was like leaving after I'd left Adventure Time. And then uh, shortly after that, I sold another pilot to Disney because they were saying, hey, we love your shit. You know what I'm saying? Pitch us something anytime. You know what I'm saying? So then you get, once you've proven yourself, then you get a green light. I could I could pitch shit right now. You know what I'm saying? I could come up with a, another idea this weekend like I did with Mar Safari and, and Pinchy and Ponchy. Those are ideas that I just sat down and came up with in a weekend and, you know, did one drawing and did, did uh, you know, one, one sheet of write-up, literally, and uh, emailed it to the executive and boom, you know what I'm saying, green light, $10,000 advance, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, by the time you're done, you take home about 30 Gs working on a pilot, whether, you know, whether anything happens with it or not. You know what I'm saying? I was storyboarding and doing backgrounds and characters and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Super, super fun to develop your own projects. Um, you know, but uh but but at this point in my career, I'm not necessarily super interested in pitching more stuff because I personally don't want to end up back in LA. Like I'm I live in my dream life in the forest. I would rather do illustrations and you know and 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 start getting back into doing comics that's kind of where i want my career to go now so that's kind of where i'm at but once you prove yourself you can pitch and people invest in you you know what i'm saying so it's much less about the idea people come in with bibles and bibles and and this and that and no 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 once they know who you are you walk in with a drawing and a piece of paper that you did over the weekend and you get you get a green light. That's how it works. Okay. You got to prove yourself before you pitch. Okay. So don't, don't, if you, if no one knows who you are, don't work on a pitch. Okay. Make a comic. Okay. That's how I watched people get hired to Cartoon Network. I watched Tom Herpick get hired that way. I watched Andy Rischano get hired that way. I watched Jesse Moynihan get hired that way. I watched myself get hired that way. You know what I'm saying? Do your do a comic. Prove that you can tell a story, that you can create a world, that you can show characters, that you can that you have a you have a fresh take on something. You know what I'm saying? You have a unique style, you have a unique voice, you know what I'm saying? Show them why 
of all the people that want to create something with them, why they should invest their time and money in you. You know what I'm saying? What is your voice as an artist? What is going to excite them to want to work with you? Okay? So anyway, that was a little tangent off of off of Denmark. So I'm going out to Denmark at the end of August. I'm going to teach a two-week workshop on the on on backgrounds again and on five-year planning, you know what I'm saying? You really you the five-year plan is so crucial. You really want to create a vision of your life. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to succeed by accident. Okay? And if you do succeed by accident, it will not be sustained. Your success will not be sustained if 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 you get one shot at it you know what i'm saying you have to create shot after shot after shot after shot after shot and you're going to fail and you're going to fail and then you're going to succeed and then you're going to fail and you're going to fail and then you're going to succeed and you're going to succeed and then you're going to fail let me tell you a little secret success is not a destination okay you're not going to reach a point where you are successful okay success is a daily practice okay you wake up and you prepare for success every day and you are successful okay you are ready for it you have you you in your daily life you create successful routines and successful habits and you practice them every day regardless of what you're doing regardless of what if you have a job you know what i'm saying when i was coming out of college I was 100% hellbent on becoming a professional illustrator. My goals were very modest. All I wanted to do was basically draw album covers and draw comics. I thought if I could draw comics and I can draw album covers and I can pay the bills with that, that is going to be success for me. That is going to be my dream life. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's expanded a lot from there, but that was where... I started, you know what I'm saying? I never even thought I'm going to do, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to I'm going to work for cartoon studios this and that. Of course, you know, I grew up watching cartoons, so it's it's such a thrill to have, you know, stumbled into the opportunity um to do that. You know what I'm saying? But that's opportunity I created by going out and and establishing myself as an illustrator, establishing my brand of Go Shrimp, a creative brand where people don't even know at that point. People didn't even know if I was one guy, if I was one girl, if I was a bunch of people. They had no clue, right? Most people had no clue at that point what exactly I was. And that was even more mysterious and intriguing to people. You know what I'm saying? So you got to create a unique style, you know what I'm saying? You got to create a unique set of ideas. Your art needs to come from a very personal place, okay? If you create a personal mythology with your work, if you dig into your dreams, dig deep inside that well of unique experience that you have inside you, okay? Nobody is you. You are a unique individual. Nobody thinks all the same things as you. Nobody has the same dreams at night as you do, okay? You got to start to dig into that shit. Dig into the stuff that you have not heard before, that you have not seen before, okay? That's the stuff you want to bring to the front. You want to start to play with in your artwork, you know what I'm saying? The stuff that is super meaningful to you, the biggest events in your life, okay? You know, those are the things you want to try to start to symbolize, you know what I'm saying? And 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 imbue with the, it's like when you when you pull from that stuff, it's magical. It has power and people might not even understand exactly why you're putting these elements together, but it has a magical power. When you pull from your unique experience of life, that's what all great artists do, okay? They have a unique take on things. It's just like any other business, okay? Being a visual artist, you are starting a business. You have to go out there. You have to differentiate your work in the marketplace. You know what I'm saying? You have to create a unique product and you have to create a demand for that product. Why do people want your product over other people's product? You have to think about all these things, okay? That's how it works. And it's fun. It's fun. 
you know what I'm saying? Don't get don't get daunted by it. Don't oh my god, I don't know. How am I gonna do it? You will figure it out. I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I am a total fuck up. You're gonna hear me say this over and over again. I am a total fucking fuck up. I barely made it through to high school. You know what I'm saying? I fucking was a total mess, getting kicked out all the time. All I liked to do in high school was antagonize my teachers, fucking crack up everybody, you know, get thrown out of class, flip off my teachers. You know, I had teachers call me stupid. I had teachers call me dumb. I'd just turn around and swear at them and laugh and fucking walk home. You know what I'm saying? My my parents' house wasn't too far from the high school. I would just walk home all the time. I didn't give a fuck because nothing in mainstream reality made sense to me so i didn't care what happened you know what i'm saying i didn't give a fuck and why was i talking about that i don't remember i lost my train of thought guys this is also going to happen a lot sometimes i lose my motherfucking train of thought what were we talking about i don't know we were talking about going to denmark and then we got off on some tangents. But I'm very excited to go to Denmark. Um, now we have three fucking Ghost Scouts in Denmark. How cool is that? We're all getting together. Two of them are going to be in Viborg. One of, them is gonna, one of them is going to the animation workshop as a student right now. Um, one of them just graduated. Um, and then another one is over in Aarhus, which is another city nearby um, that you can just hop a train to and go chill. So we're all going to go fucking meet up and chill out. That's how dope it is. You know what I'm saying? I was fucking around in the woods with my friends, came up with this funny idea about the Secret Society of Ghost Scouts. Now I have super homies all over the world that I get to go and fucking chill with. I have three good friends that I've spent quality time with in the woods. We know each other on a personal level. I'm going to hug these people, okay? We would share a sleeping bag if we needed to. That is how tight the Ghost Scouts are. We are all tight cousins. Okay, the tightest of cousins. That's what the Ghost Scouts are. So, I'm a teenager and I'm standing in the bathroom. We had recently moved to New Hampshire. And for the first time in my life, I was in a place where I was not familiar. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in a super, super small town where you know everybody. And I'd gone through elementary school with everybody. And everybody knows your family. You know what I'm saying? And then we moved. My parents are both social workers. So my dad got a, a better job in New Hampshire. So we moved from Western Massachusetts to New Hampshire in 1992. And uh, it was pretty devastating to me. I was super wrecked. I was super depressed because, you know, I had to leave behind all my friends right when they're going off to junior high. In my case, it was middle school. Um, you know, saying I, my parents moved to Durham, New Hampshire. And I was going to Oyster River Middle School. And I'm not sure the timing of this, if this was middle school or high school. I'm not quite sure how old I was. But, um, you know, I had just become a much less secure person. You know, teenage, your teenage years are, are a little hard anyway, you know what I'm saying? But when we moved, I was really fucked up by it. And, uh, you know, I started to just, you know, just not give a fuck and 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 i remember the first time i went to middle school i just climbed up on the roof of the middle school and the teachers were yelling at me to get down i just gave them the finger and i was just saying fuck you fuck you 
So that'll give you uh, uh, an idea of, uh, you know, basically what the next, you know, what the next four or five years of my life were like. Pretty much that. Pretty much that. Went off to a hot start and went all the way through till I figured my shit out. Basically till I broke my feet when I was 17. So basically from the age of 12, 13 to 17, I was just on a, a path of destruction. You know what I'm saying? Which I liked, which I did enjoy, you know what I'm saying? But it was a conflict because, you know, it's like when you're a rowdy kid, your parents, you know, they're on your case. You know, they didn't want to be, they didn't want me to be a fuck up, but I, I didn't have a choice. I was a fuck up. I was a fuck up. And now that I was put in this new place and I didn't even know anybody, I was even more of a fuck up. And, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, you, this is time, this is puberty time. And this is, you know, when, when there's, you know, lots of, uh, teenage fucking teasing each other going on. And anyway, I became very self-conscious that I was not circumcised, that I had a foreskin. Um, for some reason, you know, I don't even know particularly why or how but you just would you know most everybody's I don't know I guess it seemed at that time that everybody was circumcised and there was a lot of talk about dicks you know what I'm saying once you're a, once you're a teenage boy there's so much dick talk you know what I'm saying and 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 sex talk and all this shit and guys and girls are all talking and going back and forth you hear about oh this you know they had sex and this happened blah blah you know you're just you're you're being introduced into the world of sex and also you know you're starting to look at some porno magazines we used to go to the mall and steal playboy magazines all the time you know what i'm saying we had a whole scam where we'd go and steal playboys and uh you know we uh we also stole some playboys out of this kid's locker he had a whole fucking shoebox full of like like fucking tons of porn magazines and we we went in and fucking stole a bunch so you're starting to become aware i was starting to become aware of 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 the sexuality sex stuff and uh you know i started to be aware that you know some people were dissing foreskin you know what i'm saying and so being the you know self-conscious uh not confident kid who had just you know moved there and trying to find my place you know I started to you know be really worried that because I wasn't circumcised that girls weren't going to like me and so I came incredibly close I literally two separate occasions stood in the bathroom in my parents house and was pulling stretching out my foreskin and holding a pair of scissors right up next to it and bracing for the cut you know what i'm saying <laughs> bracing for the cut that would probably have destroyed any sexual pleasure that i was ever going to have again in my life because if i did that i've heard that even have getting circumcised as an adult through surgery from a doctor who knows what they're doing can be pretty painful and possibly affect your sexual pleasure. So I'm sitting there, I'm standing there, you know what I'm saying, full of this weird teenage self-loathing, staring down at my cursed, accursed foreskin. And the light's on in the bathroom and the scissors are cross, ready to cut. But I can see that there's veins in the skin. You can kind of see when it's stretched out, it's transparent because it's thin skin. And you can see that there's veins in it. And I thought, hmm, that's probably not a good idea. If I cut this, it's going to bleed a lot. I already knew it was going to hurt. For some reason, I guess I wasn't as worried about that. But I was... I started to realize that there's a lot of little veins in there. And I thought, hmm, that is probably not going to end well. So thank God that I did this with the lights on. Thank God I didn't try to do this in the dark. 
And that is the juicy, juicy story of how I almost circumcised myself twice with scissors. Because I went back in again. I went back in again. I was so ashamed. I was so self-conscious about this at that time in my life. As, you know, whatever, 14, 15, 16, not sure how old I was. I was so self-conscious about this that I went back in and almost did it again. But again, I saw that there was veins in the foreskin and I did not make the cut. Thank God, guys. Because I love having sex and it turns out that girls don't give a fuck if you have foreskin or not. You know what I'm saying? If you are a passionate lover, the girls are going to like you. That's what it comes down to. You got to have passion, guys. You got to get into the kissing. You got to kiss on the mouth and you got to use the tongue. And you got to kiss other places too. Okay? This is sex tips from Go Shrimp coming right at you down the pipe. Coming in hot. Coming in hot and juicy and wet. We're going to cover a lot of topics on this podcast, guys. So I thought we'd jump right in with a juicy old story about foreskin. You know what I'm saying? About foreskin. Yeah. So what I gotta what I want you guys to do is go on the internet and ask me questions that you want me to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Shit that you want me to talk about can be about anything, guys. This is going to be a very free form, as you can tell, a very raw, real podcast. You know what I'm saying? I want this podcast to be for people who have shit that they're afraid to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Who who are, who are Who have overcome shit. You know what I'm saying? I had to overcome a lot of these insecurities and shit. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm a very confident person because I built up my confidence through following my dreams. You know what I'm saying? Through setting goals for myself, you realize that the shit that matters is building up your character and becoming the person you want to be and being a nice, cool person. You know what I'm saying? None of the other shit matters. You know what I'm saying? I was very lost for a long time. In those years, you know what I'm saying, my parents put me in a in a mental institution for two weeks when I was like sixteen. You know, I was on from from that from in those in that dark period, I was, you know, put on antidepressants, lots of antidepressants. I was diagnosed with depression, I was diagnosed with severe ADHD, right? All because I didn't want to sit in a fucking classroom and listen to some fucking dipshit. Talk about some shit that I was never going to fucking even remember or need in my life. Like 90% of school is a waste of your fucking time. At least it was for me. Okay, I'm not going to speak for everybody. This is, you know, this is all coming from my perspective, guys. This is very specific. You know what I'm saying? I am going to tell you my take on shit. And, you know, you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just giving you my truth. I'm not saying that you should agree with it. I'm not saying you should think the same way I think. That's why we're going to get a bunch of other people on here too. There's going to be guests on the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast. The friends in the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast, guys, is going to be you because we're now friends. You and me are friends. And it's going to be my friends that I hang out with on the regs, like all my favorite people I'm going to have on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? My my closest visual artist friends, my Ghost Scout cousins, I'm going to get them up on here and we're going to chew it up. We're going to chew the old foreskin and we're going to dish it up good. We're going to dish up the gummy old foreskin nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Um... So jump up on there. Let me know who you'd like me to fucking have on. Who are your favorite guests? What you want to hear me talk about? You know what I'm saying? We're going to get into it. We're going to gnash it up. You know what I'm saying? I had to fucking figure that shit out. You know what I'm saying? I had to get through thinking that there was no future for me 
And at one point, you know what I'm saying, when I broke every fucking bone in both my feet and my ankle in three places and my wrist falling down a cliff when I was 17, I got out of that water. I could see the bone sticking out of my foot. And I was in a wheelchair for three months going back to junior year of high school and I started to realize that I needed to stop letting life happen to me. And I needed to start making my life the way I wanted it to be. I needed to force reality. I needed to I needed to try to create my best reality. I needed to shape reality bit by bit, plan by plan, goal by goal, make myself into a happy, healthy, strong person who's productive and very high morale and very high motor. You know what I'm saying? It was embracing my ADHD as a superpower and saying, yo, all ADHD is, that means that I have zero attention span for shit that doesn't make sense to me, you know, for shit that does not interest me. I have zero attention span for that, but I have infinite attention span for shit that does interest me, you know what I'm saying? Like drawing, like hiking, like riding fucking like smoking weed and throwing on headphones and riding my bike through the forest through LA you know what I'm saying everywhere biking mountain biking you got to find the shit that you love and you got to fill your life with it every day you will find a way okay the only way you won't find a way is if you stop looking if you say it's a lot of work I'm going to, I need to get this job because my parents say I need to make money, this and that. You know what I'm saying? There's a great temptation to take the established path. But you know what? The established path is not necessarily your path. You know what? Parts of it might be. You know what I'm saying? Parts of it might be. there. You might crisscross. But you are a unique person individual okay human beings are creative animals our nature is to create something new we have the unique ability to imagine things in our minds that do not exist and bring them into reality think about it that is what being a human being means that is what it is all about okay you are a creative animal living in an infinite universe think about that okay think about that think about it why would you want to follow someone else why would you want to take an established path when you could make your own path where you can make up your own rules where you can become someone that has never existed before i know you know what i'm talking i definitely know you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm saying so that's it guys that is the first motherfucking ghost shrimp and fred's podcast let's give it up we all did this together guys i had a great time spending the hour with you you know what i'm saying um, if you want to show me some love, you can jump up and uh, we got the we got the Beehive Boy poster available. We got the Shiva Nataraja posters available. Okay, GoShrimpGlobal.com. And, uh, you know, if you like what you heard in this podcast and you feel kind of, you feel some 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 intuition bells ringing and, and, and the messages that I'm saying are starting to resonate with you, you can sign up for my 12-week online workshop. This is round two. Okay, we sold out the first round, 10 students. Um, we put in three months of work. So much great work was made. You're doing weekly assignments, you know what I'm saying? I'm kicking out, I'm doing a, a half-hour assignment video every week for people to uh, to watch and get inspired by and get ideas from. And then, um, you know, we have a private fa- Facebook group where we share all this. It's very convenient. And so uh, so we kick it off with the with a half-hour assignment video um, where I'm getting you hyped and kicking out the, the assignment and some ideas. And then... 
Um, then Tuesday, we're, we're showing concept work and sketches in the group, and the whole group's giving feedback. And then uh, on the weekend, uh, the finish assignments do, and again, everybody gives feedback. And then I get to have 20 to 30 minutes of a one-on-one vid chat with everybody um, individually. Uh, so you get tons of you know one-on-one time. Um, we get to know each other really well, and um, truly, it's to it's to you know help you figure out what you want your life to look like and it's three months of you really practicing being a professional visual artist getting into the rhythm of the pace of jobs um, creating a lot of work and uh, you're going to walk out of there with like a full new portfolio and 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 just tons of steam and go out there and get some work. You know, kids in the workshop were already selling prints of the stuff they were doing. They were getting some jobs off of the stuff they had posted up from the workshop. So if you work it, it works. Okay, if you're ready to take that drawing hobby and turn it into a career as a visual artist, sign up today. All right. All right, guys. Peace.